do you do um, your own podcast at all? I do. I just launched it. Oh, good. Weeks ago. Yeah. You have to check it out. It's also called Modern Modern Mom Mom Cup. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's perfect. It's great. I just use it for everything now. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I just launched the, um, the podcast just a few weeks ago. I may have Jackie on the podcast as well. Awesome. So, yeah, I'm chatting with her management company about that. They, he wanted to do it like after the reunion. I know they recently just had the reunion. And so she was like traveling and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. So are you team Teresa or team Marge? I'd be more team Marge. <gasps> I'd, I'm not team either. Either. Just, yeah. Well, now, now you I'm mean like... you have to pick. I wouldn't be either <laughs> anyway, but <laughs> Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Jersey is so uh, volatile and it is. And it always fandom, has been, you know. Yeah. Well, I know why. I mean, I think yeah. I know why. It's because there's double standards and there's weird rules like that only exist in Jersey or like <laughs> only exist in the Judice family or only exist in the Gorga family and yes. they're they don't they're not reciprocated. It's like one-sided. It, doesn't make any sense and that's why people get so upset but I just watch from afar and that's great I love it because as somebody that lives near them yeah um, I'm always like oh I know that place or oh I know the place or like oh that's where I had my my engagement party like my husband and I had our engagement party at the brownstone (gasps) Caroline's family's place yeah wait did you hear that there was a dead body in a trunk left in a car in front of the brownstone I believe that I totally believe there's actually no doubt in my mind that that's true (laughs) I still can't get over that I'm like no way like that just seems so crazy to me but you also don't I mean maybe you don't know where that is in New Jersey in the surrounding areas so yeah I'm not at all surprised Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> but yes, we did have our engagement party. So like I said, I, I sort of have like certain, yeah. you know, like um, touch points with them. Yeah. And like Jackie, like in addition to uh, having, you know, work, have had her be uh, a spokesperson for the style box, she's also sort of friends with my other friend. And so, yeah. Have oh, certain touch points. So maybe you will be on Jersey someday. Oh my gosh, could you imagine? It's more likely I that I would die. probably like run into them at the local home goods because we all go to the same stores. We like go to the same home goods together. <laughs> have you ever gone to Posh? I have not. It's not really where I shop. Next time I come <laughs> more down- of a home goods girl. <laughs> Next time I come down to Jersey, well, one, I'm going to have to take you to the King Sauna, the Korean spa with yes, me. <laughs> absolutely. I, I, before we started recording, we were talking about the, yes. the phenomenal Korean spas in Bergen County. Yes, because I used to live there. And actually, I lived near Franklin Lakes at the time the Jersey franchise started. Oh, that's So funny. that's why I, similar to you, I had those like similar touch points. And I was just like, this is wild that this is like happening right now. Yeah, <laughs> it is kind of crazy. You're like, oh, it's the market basket or like whatever it happens to be. Yeah, <laughs> you know, oh like, my gosh. That spot. It's yeah, so that's part of my favorite. That's probably one of my favorite parts of the Jersey franchise is just yeah. like identifying all of the landmarks. Yeah, right. You're like, oh my gosh, I drive by there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, I know that spot. <laughs> or like even when I was chatting with Jackie's management, company I had said the town that I live in and he's like oh I know that he's like we went to the bear burger Marge and I went to the bear burger over there and then we went to the home goods together and I was like dying thinking that like this guy and Marge were like going through like picking through the stuff at home goods (laughs) 
in my town. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. You know what? I think I can I can see that. I can totally. see Marge doing that, especially with yeah. her decor and style. Like, I don't know. I mean, not that like home goods means anything. Yeah, in no, no, way. no, no. I love home goods. I love home goods. <laughs> yeah, totally. But I just I'm think just, it's funny can, that that's what they're doing in my I town. read something or maybe I heard her say something where she bought an old couch from Danielle. Cause remember they no mm-hmm. longer were friends. She yeah. bought an old couch, had someone else go get it. And then she reupholstered it to put it in her new house. Oh, okay. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. So I'm yeah, like, I mean, my, my town's only like two, no, it's not a far stretch at all. If she's no. like reupholstering old couches and stuff. Yeah. yeah. They only live two towns over from me. So that's why it's not such a stretch to maybe run into them at Whole Foods or Home Goods or something. Well, you know who to call if you ever get a, if you ever get a picture with them. Oh my God. I would call you in a second. You and Priscilla would be my first two people. Priscilla nearly died when, when I told her that we were, I was working with Jackie because she was like, no, my God. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm, I didn't know you guys were friends. That's amazing. I'm so excited. She's one of my closest friends. I adore her. Priscilla, if you're listening to this, I love you. Did you meet her before this? Everything's through Instagram. I love that. Love that. People function better when they're high. Hey, baby gorgeous. Welcome to Bravo and Blaze, where we're going to get lit off all the latest happenings going on in the Bravo TV world. This is a safe and uncensored space to discuss our love for everything 420. So grab your can of goodies and let's get lit. Thank you so much for being here, Tara. We have Tara from Modern Mom Problems, who is also author of Modern Mom Probs the book, A Survival Guide for 21st Century Mothers. And currently you're working on Modern Mom Style Box. Is that correct? I am. Yes, I am. So that is a monthly rental subscription service for busy moms. I love that. I used to have a subscription to, uh, what is it? Stitch Fix? Mm -hmm. Is that right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was like years ago, but I have like so many things still that I is it the same concept? Like you, they it's a very similar. Yes, it. exactly. It's a very similar sort of thing. So members sign up and they receive three items per box and you select them. We don't have a stylist. You pick out your three favorite things oh, okay. and well, actually you closet, like let's say 20 or 30 things, just go crazy. Just like click yeah. on everything that you like. Right. So yeah. you closet three items and, or you receive three items per box, and then you could swap them out as many times as you'd like in a month. So like, um, if you're really diligent about it, you yeah. could get like, you know, five boxes a month. You could almost get one every week. Yeah. Um, so it's a great way to try new clothing, especially yeah. if you um, work outside of the home and you need like office clothes and stuff like that. It's yes. a great way to get work clothes. That's exactly what I was using it for because at the time when I was um, in corporate America, there was no way I had time to like add shopping to my list of mm-hmm. things to do. <laughs> so yeah. I use Stitch Fix. And even this is before they had Stitch Fix kids. I was like, why don't they have Stitch Fix kids? Because I'm like, <laughs> I need to buy new clothes for my kids who are growing. Yep. And I mean, I don't know where, you're, how far along you are in your business, but it seems like that could maybe be an next. Yeah, kids, kids are a good idea. The only thing that's a little tricky is that from an inventory perspective, kids are really hard on clothes, right? Whereas like grown women, you know, we're not getting holes in the knees of our pants true, and stuff true. like that. Yeah. Rental probably isn't the best way for them, but like just maybe like a, a whole, maybe pick your style. Like, is your kid a 
dinosaur fan because my yes. daughter is a dinosaur fan. Yes. My son and, loved dinosaurs. You know what I mean? Like, like I would love to do that. Or even for my youngest, like she's my little sweetheart and I love to dress her up and like really girly things so like if there was like a girly option I totally would pick that and then my 12 year old she's just starting to pick her own stuff and then the eight, 17 almost 18 year old is picking her own she's stuff. doing her own thing now yeah I'm, I'm like sure. that's I don't no longer have to take care of those responsibilities picking out your clothes so yes I love checking off those boxes I'm like I don't have to do bottles yes. anymore I don't have yes. to do this. anything that you could cross off your to-do list is a big win. Yeah. So can you tell us about you and your background, how you got to where you are today? Cause this is, I mean, I stumbled across your Instagram page and I was like, oh my gosh, love, love, love everything about your account, about you, your message, what you're doing, how you're writing books. Now you're starting a business. So like my speed, I love that kind of energy can you tell us you were born now you're here? What happened in between? <laughs> oh my gosh. That does span the course of 40 years, but, um, yeah, I'll give, I'll give you a little bit of a background. So my name is Tara Clark. I am married. I have one son who is nine years old. His name is Jack. We live in Northern New Jersey, just outside of New York city. And, um, before Jack was born, I worked at Nickelodeon and I loved Nickelodeon. No it was way. one of the best jobs that I ever had in my entire life. And I had all kinds of different jobs. You know, I scooped ice cream. I was a babysitter. I worked in offices, but I love, love, loved Nickelodeon. And when Jack was born, um, I either wanted to go part-time or not at all. And they said, you know, it's all or nothing, you know, full-time or nothing. And mm -hmm. I said, well, it's going to be nothing. And so then I stayed home with Jack, um, mm -hmm. full-time, which was awesome. And then when he was about three or so, this new app started like popping up and it's Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I said to my family and friends, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start an account about parenting. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, you know, like it could be like parenting jokes and memes and stuff like that. And they were like, I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And this was in, in 2016. So like, just to give you an idea yes. of like how long I've been doing this now and, it. and that it was like, so, you know, ahead of the curve, at least like within, you know, my social circle. So I did it. I started the account and actually I started the account under the name NYC mom probs because being a New York city mom mm -hmm. is different from yes. other kinds of problems. Mm -hmm. And so I, I had that account. It was, you know, a pretty small account. And then we moved to the suburbs. And then I had this like existential crisis of like, well, gosh, I don't have New York city mom problems anymore. I have modern mom problems. And so mm -hmm. I uh, came up with a new adjective to describe it and I changed the name. And then the account just like exploded from there. Cause everyone else was like, yeah, I also have modern mom problems. And then yeah. it kind of just went from there. And then like the account evolved over the course of several years to be yeah. not just jokes, but I really very delicately weave through both humor and inspiration and talking about difficult mm -hmm. topics like pregnancy loss, maternal mental health, mm -hmm. all of those things, you know, the mental load of motherhood, all of those mm -hmm. things while still trying to bring a smile to the face yeah. of a modern mom. And so right. that is what I do. It's uh, what gets me up out of bed every morning and gets us on, on this call right now. I love that so much. That's, that really is inspiring just your story and how this all got started 
to begin with. I mean, that's really amazing. So kudos to you. I love Thank that. You. Thank you, Jenny. I appreciate that. It was, oh, it was definitely an interesting way to do it. And like I said, I've been doing it so long now. I've really seen the evolution of Instagram as yeah. a platform. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm primarily on Instagram. Anytime I try to go on other things, like I just don't have the bandwidth to be able to yeah. like focus as much attention. And so I always yeah. tell people like, you know, you reap what you sow, right? If I spend all my time on Instagram, well, then that's where it's going to grow. If I were on TikTok that same amount of time, then it would have probably done the same thing. But yeah. um, I am starting to like dip my toe into TikTok very slowly. <laughs> it's um, so I am on, I purposely, when I started, I went on every single platform. I was like, I just want to have it there. I don't know mm-hmm. what I'm going to do with it, but let mm-hmm. me just get the name so that I can be consistent across all platforms. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but Instagram was my first, that's like my first love, I guess, for when it comes to social media, yep, yep. because I don't know. So I noticed as I've been studying social media overall, it's, there's different vibes for different platforms. Like TikTok has a completely different vibe than Instagram. Same with Twitter. I mean, mm-hmm. you it's interesting to see who gets drawn to what platform. And that's something I've been exploring a lot lately because I, like I said, Instagram is like my first love, but then, and I've, oh, and you know, Twitter's been around for so long, but I ignored mm-hmm. it for so long. I was like, <laughs> yeah. this is dumb, you know, whatever. And like, I just kind of like brushed it off until COVID happened and I was binging all of Bravo TV at all of the housewives, everything. And I was like, oh my God, none of my friends even watch this. And I'm like <laughs> dying to talk about it, you know? So then yeah. um, I went on Twitter just to see, just looking at hashtags. And I was like, oh my God, these are my people. <laughs> yeah. There's so many. It's true. It's true. On Instagram, do you follow Bonjour Bitches yes. blog? Yes. I was going to say, you have on. to. Uh, Priscilla's a really, really good friend of mine. I was going to say, if you love, love Bravo, her. then you will love yes. Priscilla. <laughs> oh my gosh. She, I mean, I already loved her when I first started my account because she is very consistent. She does yes. a really great job in yep. maintaining her account and everything. But then um, it was when the Inventing Anna stuff came out. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> yes. This girl has got me. I am a number one fan for life. Yeah. Like I, cause I loved Anna Delvey and mm-hmm. like just her whole character. And then Priscilla nails it every time. And it's she so rushes good. It. She's so, so good. I'm really excited to have her on. Oh, I'm um, so excited to hear that. I'm going to have to yeah. chat with her later about that. Yeah. She's a really good friend of mine. When she did the one where Anna goes to old Navy, I nearly <laughs> died. That skit was hilarious. I think for me, it was the dollhouse when she was like, we're going to have luxury stores down here. Oh my God. I was dying because actually what I, so part of like how I started, what I'm doing is because of being a mom. And I started first, um, my firstborn what is 12 and mm-hmm. I became a single mom when she was four months old mm-hmm. and I had a new brand new career uh, or not brand new career. Sorry. Same career, but brand new job in a brand mm-hmm. new city. I moved from New York to Chicago by myself 
And it was just me and my daughter. That's this a infant. big transition. Talk about life transitions. Huge, it's a huge life transition. Huge, huge, huge. It was probably the craziest thing I ever did. Like even looking back at it, I was like, I'm like, oh my God, what an insane person <laughs> I was. But I did it. And, you know, because of my job at that time, like you said, in the corporate world, it's all or nothing. You don't that you don't get a pass because you're a mom, you know, mm-hmm. in the corporate wor- world. And so I played that game as a single mom. And I put my daughter in childcare from the time they opened to mm-hmm. the time they closed. I mm-hmm. utilize every single minute of childcare. And then at one point, once I, I couldn't even afford to, to pay for any more than that. Mm-hmm. But once I was able to start hiring a babysitter, then I would be, you know, hiring a babysitter. And then I started going to the gym and then she would like go to the daycare at the gym. And Mm -hmm. so at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, I'm finally able to take care of myself because it was a very tough time. Like I thought I was going to have to go bankrupt at one point, but, um, I managed to turn everything around within like a year. I managed to double my salary within like two years that I was there. And, um, Back then, when I was a single mom, I, my values were not being met. My values being that being a mother was important to me. It actually was more important to me than my career, but my career at the time was what was able to keep me alive and survive. And so once I got to this point where I was no longer surviving and living paycheck to paycheck, that's when I started thinking, okay, I need to make a change this life in the corporate world is not what I want for myself. Mm -hmm. And I know that I want more children someday, but I know the corporate world is not for me. So I wound up moving back home once my daughter was able to start saying like, where's Papa, where's Nana? Like that broke my heart. So I was like, I need to go back around family. You know, like Mm -hmm. I can't be the only one in her life. So we came back and I was planning to like start a business. I saved up all this money. And then I met my husband. (laughs) (laughs) And so everything changed like immediately. And I had no plans of even staying here. And I I moved back from Chicago and I haven't left because of my husband. So we got married, we had two kids. And because of my experience of feeling like I missed out so much on my oldest daughter's childhood, like those toddler years when they're just so, so freaking cute. You only get that one time. And I was like, I will never let that happen again. And so I went from one extreme to the other <laughs> because I, you don't know until you start no, doing you something. You don't know right? until you're in it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause my whole life I was like, well, not my whole life, but in that moment, after I left my corporate job, I was like, maybe being a stay at home mom is what I want to do, you know, or whatever. So I mm-hmm. thought being a stay-at-home mom is what I wanted to do my whole life. <laughs> but you know what? what you- an idiot I was. <laughs> Huge idiot. Like I am kicking myself. I went from one extreme to the other where I had hardly any time. I never felt like I could get enough time with my daughter to now being trapped and like abused by my children because they don't know any better. <laughs> I'm not a professional. So well I'm sorry. I did not. Yeah. I was not educated in professional child care. <laughs> like and then all of a sudden there you are now, like right yeah. in the middle of it every day. Because in my mind, I was like, I 
am fully capable of teaching my children the ABCs, you know, all this stuff. Gosh, I was such an idiot, so cocky, so stupid. And then now I'm here and I'm like, I need to get them in childcare or else I'm going to lose my mind. So I started this account and I just love, you know, like, I think it's really important that moms and not just mom, all, you know, all parents, but mostly Mm -hmm. in our culture, let's be honest, it usually winds up being the moms who wind up Mm -hmm. leaving their corporate job or it just career wise in general, get left behind because there's that gap during, you know, child Mm -hmm. rearing ages and things like that. But I like that you pivoted, you've turned something and you've, you've made something, you built something. So can you tell us more about that particular journey of how you're like, like, how do I go from just, okay, I have this Instagram account. It's doing well. People like it. People are engaging. Now, what do I do with it? Yeah. 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 That's, that's a very valid question. So even back in 2016, when I had said to my friends and family, I'm going to create an account and someday I'm going to monetize it. And that was the point at which everyone was like, first of all, what's Instagram? Second of all, okay. Yeah. Good luck with that. Third of all, how are you going to monetize it? And so I monetize it through corporate sponsorships. And so when that started you know, years ago, it, it was, you know, small, different little things here and there. And then, you know, it's evolved into like this week, I'm working with Walmart, which is awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so corporate sponsorships is really what, you know, pays the bills and keeps the lights on and all of that kind of stuff. And then some of the other side projects, whether that was the book being published um, or modern mom style box or sort of like spinoffs of the brand overall. Gotcha. But um the industry in general has just exploded in the last five years. Like I said, from when I said to my friends and family, I'm going to monetize this to what it is now, I feel like everybody's doing it. I mean, at least maybe it just seems to me like everyone's doing it because I'm in this industry and maybe Mm -hmm. that's not the case. Maybe everyone's teachers and nurses, I don't know, or, you know, (laughs) or attorneys, but, um, but yeah, really the industry just sort of exploded in the last few years, especially during the pandemic. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's surprising to me because I was an IT corporate consultant. And so I knew the technology existed for years, decades, where we could all work from home. Like no one needed to go to the office. No, we really didn't. It was so infuriating to me. Like for years since I entered the, the corporate world, I was just like, why do I have to be here I have a computer at home. Mm -hmm. I'm literally coming here and putting my headphones on and just coding or whatever. Like, this is so stupid. That's exactly what I thought when, when I, (laughs) you know, wanted to go part-time with Nickelodeon and they said no. And I was like, yeah, but like, as long as you have Wi-Fi and a computer, there really should be no reason not to. That's crazy. So actually my company, they just started when I, so my only way I left after my first maternity leave with my second child. Mm -hmm. And, um, at that time, they, the corporate world was just starting to change their maternity rules or whatever. Mm -hmm. So my, a good friend of mine, she works in HR at, at the time at SA Lauder. Mm -hmm. Um, now she's at the New York times, but she was saying that, um, her company at the time, Cause most people, I think most companies, big companies, they give you like three months of maternity mm-hmm. leave, or like you can do six months where three months is unpaid or whatever. Mm-hmm. They changed that at her company 
right around that time um, to be six months wow. of paid leave, which is great. That is Amazing. huge. Yeah, and also, you know, paternity leave is becoming more normal. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, yeah, that's all great. And that's what they tell you when they're recruiting you. But at the same time, it's like, if you look at other countries, some in Europe, you get like an entire year off yes. and not just the mothers, the fathers too. And I just don't like corporate America and how it's not conducive for women and mothers and parents to be successful and mm-hmm. to really like be ground ba- groundbreaking trailblazers. I mean, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think in corporate America, and I'm really just going to focus on that for a second, in corporate America, in order to really be those trailblazers, you have to have so much privilege that you're able to have a full-time nanny or mm-hmm. not even daycare because daycare, you still have to be there by five or six o'clock to pick mm-hmm. up your kids, right? You want to do some next level stuff. You need a dedicated nanny in the house doing that. And so I used to see that a lot at Nickelodeon and Nickelodeon was a very um, women-led company, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's just a family brand. It's, it's, mm-hmm. And so all I'm thinking of all the women that were there at the time who were doing that. Yes, it was the president, the COO, the head of marketing, all of those things. They were women, which is amazing. And I love them and they're incredibly talented people, but they did have the privilege in order to have the full-time nannies, sometimes the live-in nannies to be able to, you know, move on to the next level and really escalate their careers the way that they did. And so for the average employee, maybe an executive assistant Mm -hmm. or someone that's like a mid-level marketing person, like don't have the uh, salaries to back up those sort of things. And so then at that point, your salary is going towards daycare. Right. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's a really challenging position that we as mothers are put in. Yeah. That's something that um, I want to help other women in changing that because mm-hmm. what I've seen in during my career, I am not happy with it. <laughs> I am not okay with my four daughters. I have a blended family. So I have my mm-hmm. stepdaughter too. But um, I don't want my four daughters to have to deal with what we've had to endure. Yeah. And I don't see any changes being made unless like I do something. <laughs> so yeah, no, I just absolutely. feel compelled. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm so glad that we're talking about this. I, I do talk about this pretty often. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the account Mother Honestly. Yeah. I highly recommend you follow them because their whole mission and Blessing, who is the their president, their whole mission is to have these discussions and to work towards change in both corporate America and government. So oh my gosh, follow Mother Honestly, I'm going to give up. them a shout out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I'll definitely put like a link to their account in the episode description. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you They're tell incredible. us, can you tell us about your book? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the premise of the book It's uh, Modern Mom Probs, A Survival Guide for 21st Century Mothers. And in it, I go through 99 different modern mom problems. Mm -hmm. Some of them are silly and funny, and some of them are serious. Some of them are inspirational. And ultimately, I say I got 99 problems, but motherhood ain't one. (laughs) And I like to say that it's the analog version of the Instagram account. 
So like, mm-hmm. if, if you could like grab the, like yeah. the overall tone and voice and feeling yeah. of the Instagram account and put it into a book, that's what it is. Awesome. That's so yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So did you come up with the idea to write a book or were you approached by that or for that? Uh, I was. So funny thing, I was in a local New Jersey magazine. It's called 201 Magazine. And a book editor had reached out to me and was like, hey, you know what? Like this would, this concept would be a great idea for a book. And I was like, oh, cool. Okay. Thanks. So he hooked me up with his literary agent and I wrote a book proposal and she shopped it around during the height of spring 2020, during the height of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And it could not have been a worse possible time (laughs) to be like pitching publishers like Simon and Schuster and stuff like that. Cause everyone was like, no one knows what's going on in the world right now. Yeah. The bookstores are not even open. Right. And so most places said, no, 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 no. But this one little book publisher down in Nashville said, yes, we would love to produce this book. And so they produced it, published it. I had six weeks to write it. So I think I got the book deal. Oh my gosh. It was so, it was so short, like June of 2020. And then I had to send in the manuscript August of 2020. So I spent that summer. And if you remember that summer, everyone was home because like there was like no camps open or extracurriculars Mm -hmm. or anything like that. So my son's home, like watching television and I'm throwing him fruit snacks and pretzels and stuff like that. And I'm like (laughs) trying to like type a book about like being a good parent while like trying to be a good parent (laughs) during this like (sighs) pandemic, these unprecedented times. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah. So I turned the book around in six weeks and then it came out last April. So April of 2021 and, uh, yeah, it just had its one year anniversary. Oh my gosh. Happy birthday. Happy birthday book. (laughs) It's available wherever books are sold online. So Barnes and Noble, Walmart, Target, Amazon, of course. So what's, um, did you, have you ever considered writing a book before that happened? I really hadn't because I like to say that I'm more of a one-liner writer than Mm -hmm. I am a 250 page book writer. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm definitely more short form than I am long form, which is why I think I really embraced writing memes and short quotes and all of that kind of stuff for digital. Right. So I'm, I'm very quippy with very short, um, topics and quotes and stuff like that. So it it was a daunting, daunting task to say, okay, now I have a 200 page book that I have to fill in six weeks. Yeah, I bet. So how did you even like, if someone approached me today and was like, we're let's do a book, you have six weeks, I wouldn't even know where to start. How do you like, how did you get into that space where you're just like, I'm gonna, I have to write this book. (laughs) It was, it was, I tell you, it was really hard because like my husband was home at the time. My son was home at the time. Um, But my husband was a huge help because he really helped me organize it. He is a doctor and he also has written medical textbooks. So he, you know, has the experience of how to write a book. And so really the best way he said is like, let's organize it. And and it was part of his idea to do the 99 problems Mm because he said, all you have to do is tackle one problem at a time. So you just had to do it a hundred times and then that was it. And so that organization made all of the difference. Oh, that's great. I love that power couple action going on there. Thank you. Yeah, we tried. I mean, especially for those six weeks, we definitely were. You know, sometimes I, I look back and think, you know, had I had more time, had it not been a global pandemic, you know, could the book have been better? Could I have like, you know, fine tuned it a little bit more? But you know, I feel like 
that's just so inherently me to always be like, here lies Tara Clark, you know, couldn't leave well enough alone. (laughs) (laughs) But I always think that like, it could be better. It could be, you know, like the enemy of good is better is what my husband always says. And so that, that's what I sometimes think about the book, but I think it's, it's lovely. It's funny and it's sweet. And I've gotten great feedback from it. Uh, You know, it's called survival guide. And so some people go in there thinking like it's super, super serious, but it's not super serious. It is both funny and serious and heartwarming all at the same time. Just like the account. That's amazing. I love that. I love that. Um, Can I tell um, you a funny story? I know you like Bravo. This was um, December of 2019. Remember I said that I was featured in a um, local magazine, which is 2020 magazine. And so I live in Bergen County, New Jersey. And and that magazine is featured and is focused in Bergen County. Near Franklin Lakes. Not too far, up closer to Tenafly, where a lot of the Tenafly. girls live. And what about so Paramus, or- also also near Paramus. So the casting director of Real Housewives New Jersey called me. <gasps> and we had a lovely and interesting conversation. And like they were asking me, you know, all about the different things about me, about my family, this and that. And they're like, oh yeah, okay, well, like, you know possibly put you through to the casting director and then like they never called me back and they ghosted me which is totally fine but I always joke that like I almost could have been a housewife oh my gosh okay so you watch New Jersey then I'm assuming (laughs) New Jersey would be the only one that I really know the characters also I recently had Jackie as one of my spokespeople for Modern Mom Style Box no way how did you did you just reach out to her I reached out to her management company yeah Wow. That's so amazing. I love that so much. So are you a one woman show right now? Or do you have people that help you? I am a one woman show. I do have an assistant. She's virtual. She lives in Virginia and she just had a baby yesterday. Yay! So she is now on maternity leave. So I am now back to being a one woman show for a while. (laughs) I gotcha. Well, I think your story is amazing. I love it. I I'm so excited to see what else you do because it seems like you're just beginning. You're just getting started on your world domination. <laughs> oh my I God. I love to it. See where if it I goes. do that, then I definitely need to bring more people onto the team. <laughs> That's okay. That's a good thing. That it means you're growing. Thing. You have more things to do, more responsibilities. You're helping people make more money and you're serving those on the other end. So I love, love that Jenny. That. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, I want to thank you for being here. It's been such a pleasure to get to know you and hear your story. Um, please tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah, absolutely. So again, my name is Tara Clark. You could find me on Instagram at modern mom probs. I have a website, modernmomprobs.com. The book is called modern mom probs, a survival guide for 21st century mothers available wherever books are sold online mm-hmm. and check out the modern mom style box, which is modernmomstylebox.com, And you can get a one month free trial to check Ooh, it out. Nice. I'll put all the links in the episode description. Awesome. Thank you, Jenny. Thanks so much for having Thank me. This is a lot you. of fun. Yeah. Make sure you subscribe to Bravo and Blaze on your favorite podcast platform, YouTube, and your favorite social media platforms. I'm mostly active on Instagram, but I have pretty much all of them. And if you're interested in being a guest or a sponsorship for the next season of Bravo and Blaze, please reach out. Like I mentioned earlier, make sure to sign up for the Cannabis Mom Boss updates for all new community events, programs, workshops, retreats, 
partnerships, etc., that we'll be bringing you in the upcoming months. Link in the show notes, or you can go to cannabismomboss.com. Also, if you are local to the Capital District area in upstate New York, make sure to follow Capital District Cannamoms on Instagram. I have created a new account for local events. And once I am free of childcare duties, I am able to work full time. And I'm going to be hitting the pavement and partnering with amazing local businesses to bring you in-person events. Hello, amazing. So stay tuned. Also, if you want to be involved in my mission to empower other women in the cannabis industry and want some one-on-one mentorship, please reach out to me for an opportunity as a Cannabis Mom Boss intern. Thank you, everyone, for this amazing season. There's still two more shows I will be releasing, but it's my last recording day, and I just want to let you all know how grateful I am for you and how much you have all inspired me to continue fighting for my mission and sharing this journey with you all. So until next time, stay alive.